following announcement has been paid for by the WZWA Network. Hi, everybody. This is former WWE superstar Al Snow. And- CWN is Sean Oliver. My name is Eugene. And you are watching the Insider's Edge podcast. Now get on the train. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the WCWA Network podcast. I am your host with the most on the West Coast, California in Fury. It is great to be with you once again. And I have to tell you guys, I'm very excited about the guest that I have here for you. And it's for many reasons. And one of them is I love the backstage stuff. I love learning about every little intricate thing that people do and have done in their time in professional wrestling. And I'm just so excited to do a deep dive on this person's career. And without any further ado, I must introduce the wonderful, the intelligent, the absolutely passionate, the most beautiful, one and only, <laughs> Christine Johnson. Christine, how are you going? Yeah. Good. How are you? I'm good. Love your hairstyle. Good. Very cool. Very cool. Why, thank you. That's like one of my new haircuts, the money faces of Christine, you know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm sure if you looked at my LinkedIn profile, I, I had hair in the picture that's in there, but uh, I'm actually... Yes, uh, you did. You I did, shaved my yeah. Head, so I'm oh, now, wow. I'm now a bald man, so... That's extreme. My brother is too, so... <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I, I always have to comment on people's hair when I see hair that I'm jealous of, and I wish I had to do uh. like that. Oh, well, thank you very much. I'll let my hairstylist know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Christine, uh, welcome to the show. Uh, I'm obviously a massive fan of World Championship Wrestling. I uh, had the chance to talk to Guy Evans, who wrote the Nitro book, had the chance to talk to Neil Pruitt and many other WCW talent, uh, likes of Scott Hudson, etc. Um, so this is exciting for me. And the first question I wanted to ask you was, when you were a, a young lady growing up, high school, college, were you a fan of wrestling? Did you watch it on TV? No, not at all. I actually, um, when I was in college, um, I went to college at Texas Christian University in Fort Worth, Texas. And my roommate, Kathy, um, would turn wrestling on. I'm like, I don't even remember. It was on TBS on Saturday or Sunday. And I would tell her, I said, if you think we are watching this, you are, something <laughs> is massively wrong with you. So um, when I called and told her I got the job with WWF at that point, um, she laughed for 20 minutes straight. I couldn't get her to stop laughing on the phone. So <laughs> So I didn't even know who Hulk Hogan was. Oh, wow. You were that disconnected from it. That's interesting. That's really interesting (laughs) when you think about it now. Um, But uh, yeah, so uh, Neil Pruitt was the same. He said he was not a a wrestling fan before uh, he got involved. Um, But at that stage of your life, um, you know, when you're in college and all that, what was it that your your goal was in life? What, What did you want to be when you grew up, I suppose? Oh, wow. Well, so I went, I went into major in broadcast journalism, which I absolutely hated. Um, I thought it was just so boring and, and it was like too factual. And I was like, eh, I really don't want to do this. So I ended up going to, um, I went downstairs, which was where radio TV film was. So um, I went down there and um, 
man, a glass of wine. It's 10 o'clock in the morning here. I can't have a glass of wine. Oh, well. well it's, um, it's, it's 11 o'clock here. So, you know, it's. Yeah, uh, I know, I know. <laughs> so, yeah. So I just, I went down and I majored in radio, TV, film and um, got my degree in that. And uh, that was pretty much um, it. I gave myself a year when I got out of college to find a job in, um, in TV production. My dad was pushing for me to go into advertising, which I thought was like the worst thing in the world to go into, which maybe I should have gone into that. I don't know. Um, and so anyway, probably about six months, I was, I was PAing for commercials in New York City. And um, I got a call from an agency saying, you know, there was a PA job open at a production assistant, for those of you who don't know, um, open at a WWE or WWF at that time. And I didn't even know what that was. I was like, okay. And so they interviewed me. Yeah. So they interviewed me and I was just, they said, you know, this is kind of rough. And I said, I said, look, I have two brothers that are hockey goalies. It can't be any worse than that. And it was, you know, definitely. (laughs) So it definitely was. Right. Uh, So who did you interview with when you uh, went for that? Um, I interviewed with uh, the HR guy, which I can't remember his name right now. I believe I interviewed with, I interviewed with, uh, Kevin Dunn and Larry Rosen, because um, I was the PA for Edit One. So, if you know anybody knows what that is, so I was the PA for that, um, and I was hired in November in the middle of a snowstorm. So, you know, I got in doing that and um, started traveling with them. Worked there for four years, and then took a year off, and then went and worked for WCW for ten. So. Wow. Um, so yeah. like, <laughs> I, I, I heard Vince Russo, uh, he had said that you were the first ever female producer in wrestling. Is that true? In WCW, yeah. In WCW, oh, okay. I, I'm not so sure. I mean, I might have been at WWF <laughs> now that I think about it. I mean, I was doing international because I'm fluent in French. So okay. um, they were looking for somebody who spoke French because we did a lot of business with Montreal with... Um, um gosh i can now i'm totally it's our rds i think it was something like that um so i did a lot of uh voiceovers with um raymond rougeau and stuff like and uh oh, yeah, miguel, yeah. yeah miguel and pedro stuff like that so um it was kind of cool i picked up spanish a little bit you know i could understand what they were saying and speak back to them in english so that was, <laughs> that was fun so oh that's but, pretty cool yeah. Yeah. um so how was your experience in the WWF at the time? And, you know, what were your interactions like with uh, one Vince McMahon? Uh, he told me I made the worst coffee he ever tasted. So he would come in and do um, voiceovers and edit one. So I worked with him like on a weekly basis. Um, and I, I was, you know, when you're a PA, you make coffee, you shuttle people back and forth to the, uh, to the um, hotel and you, you know, get food for people and all that kind of fun stuff. So, um, you know, Vince knew who I was. I think if I bumped into him today, he wouldn't know me from a bowling ball. So, you know, who knows? Um, but Vince, you know, when I worked there, he, I mean, he knew my name and told me I made the worst coffee he ever tasted. So, you know, that's, <laughs> you know, I don't drink coffee. I'm like, I'm like a, a tea drinker here. So, <laughs> so. 
Yeah. So nice. but my coffee making skills have gotten better over the years. So oh, I should good. hope so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean that's that's pretty wild to to be in in a, in a company like the WWF at the time. Um, one question that I had for a little bit later on, I, I think I might just throw in now was that is wrestling, especially during that time period, is such a boys' club. Uh, a lot yeah. of a lot of uh, uh, men involved in in the wrestling industry at that time, and as far as yeah. the ladies were concerned, at least on television, there would only be a, a few ladies actually performed on television. But um, how yeah. did you find the experience of, of being surrounded by a bunch of uh, <laughs> men all day uh, in their underwear, pretty much? Uh, <laughs> yeah, they were in their underwear, pretty much. Um, actually, um, oh gosh. There's uh, that's kind of a mixed bag right there. So let's say um, it was it wasn't something like I noticed because I grew up with two brothers and all my friends in high school were guys. So that wasn't um, that wasn't something I was like, oh, my God, I'm working with a bunch of men and I'm the only (laughs) woman. You know, that wasn't like that until people would point it out to me and I'd be like, oh, you know, Um, but as far as the. uh, I don't know. I mean, it, it was, it was difficult. I mean, it was, it was, I, I think I've been called every name in the book. I can tell you, I've been called every name of the book to my face, behind my back, over the uh, intercom system, whatever. Um, so that was a little difficult. Um, you know, it was, it, it was, it was just different WWF compared to WCW or it was, it's like comparing apples and oranges because right. w, WWF was, you know, had a very strict policy about, um, you know, talking to the talent, you know, like hanging out with the talent, that kind of stuff. Like that was very much frowned upon and you did not do that. So, you know, where WCW was like, Hey, let's have a big party. So (laughs) (laughs) to be honest, (laughs) (laughs) well, that's pretty cool though. Like, I guess you, 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 one of the boys kind of thing, um, having male friends in school, having your brothers there sure. used to dealing with boys all the time. So you know sure. how annoying that they can be. Uh. Yes. But I didn't know how annoying they could be. So, <laughs> you know, so. did you ever we'll find uh, that uh, there will be some people and you don't have to name names or anything, but some people that might not take what you have to say on board simply because you're a lady. Yes, absolutely. Still to this day. I mean, point in, uh, I, I helped out somebody um, recently with an indie show, probably about a year and a half, two years ago. Um, everybody, the entire crew, once again, male. This has not changed really that much. Um, and uh, I was the one that ended up directing it as well as producing it because nobody had ever shot wrestling. And I just, you know, I did it kind of on a whim, which I probably shouldn't have done. But um, and the, they didn't want to listen to me at all. They were right. like, she doesn't know what she's talking about, blah, 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 blah. And then once the show got started, then they were like, oh, holy shit, you know? Yeah. So, um, but it, I mean, it felt good to do that, but I I wouldn't do that again. You know, I wouldn't <laughs> do an indie show again anyway, but I do miss wrestling now. I wouldn't do that again. So, um, but it's, you know, it's, it's a different, um, it's a different mindset. It's very... Um, and I'm sure I'm sure that the guys I work with are like, oh, whatever, Christine, if they even listen to this now, they still would be like that. So it was different. And it was um, it was an uphill battle all the time. 
Right. So, but I did uh, have a very big mouth, so that you know helped a little bit, I guess. That's good. Um, I am a New Yorker, so. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I was uh, trying to imagine your situation uh, the other week when I was thinking about the interview, and I I just kept on thinking about I don't know if you've seen uh, the first Wonder Woman film uh, with Gal. No, I haven't seen that yet. Oh, there's this there's this great scene in it where um, she's been brought into like the government chamber. We're all, it's just all men in this big boardroom. And because this guy's brought a woman into the chamber, all the men are all like, what is a woman doing in the chamber? Yeah, basically. Yeah. (laughs) There were some people that felt that way. There were some people that felt that way. So, um, you know, I mean, like I would have to go into the locker rooms to shoot stuff sometimes with a crew. And I'd, I'd always, you know, I always had respect for the, for the guys because, you know, it's their, their changing room. I wouldn't want anybody walking into my locker room, you know? Yeah. Um, and I would, you know, I'd always send somebody in and say, you know, they'd be like, Hey, Christine has to come in. Can, you know, is everybody dressed? And I think sometimes they were like, they just didn't care. And they're like, Oh, we'll shock Christine. We'll jump out naked and, you know, <laughs> see what happens, it. you know? And, and I was just like, you know, dude, when you get dressed, just, you know, come and do a pre-tape with me, but I'm not playing this game. So you know, oh but God. it was a little, I mean, it was a little much sometimes. Yeah. And there were, there was one wrestler that gave me a really hard time every time I had to go into the locker room. Right. So he shall remain nameless. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry you had to go through that. Um, well, uh, you know, makes you stronger, I guess. Absolutely. And that's why, as Vince yeah. Russo says, you are a vixen that rules. Um, oh, I know. <laughs> In his eyes. Yes. <laughs> Um, so what was it that led to your departure from the WWF at the time? Um, wow. I just, I, I just didn't want to be there anymore. Honestly. Um, I, uh, you know, it was just getting to the point of, um, we had, we had somebody that came in that was, that was a boss and he was giving me a really hard time. And, uh, I was, I didn't know if I really wanted to stay in the business. And I was just like, you know, it's kind of, you, you get, I think you get to a crossroads and you're just like, I really just don't, I don't know if this is for me anymore. So, right. you know, and I was, God, I was like 26 or something. I mean, I was like, you know, a baby. Yeah. So I, um, yeah, so I resigned and um, I left and um, I took a year off. You know, I went to Australia. Um, that's when I went to Australia the first time. Oh, cool. <laughs> so my uh, my friend, is, is Aussie a bad word to use? No, of course not. Okay, so my friend married an Aussie. So, um, so she uh, lived in Australia. She lived in Sydney. And her husband owned like the largest import-export uh, seafood business in Sydney. Um so the last name is Christy, if you know that. So, um, so I went and visited her for about a month, a uh, month, month, and, I don't know, a month and a half, something like that. So wow. I stayed in Sydney and, you know, took my picture for the opera house, all that kind of fun stuff. <laughs> um, and then I came back and, um, I called, uh, Tony Schiavone, who I had worked at the WWF and, um, you know, said like, Hey, are you guys looking for anybody? And he said, you know, as a matter of fact, we are looking for an international producer. And so, um, Tony got my foot in the door and, and, you know, the, he, 
you know, wasn't like, Hey, hire her. You know, he got my foot in the door and I had, you know, did the rest and, um, they offered me a job and I started there in November of, I think, 91. Wow. So, awesome. Yeah. Well, I hope uh, yeah. on your trip, trip to Australia, you, that you were swimming in, in, in lobster and, and just, uh, enjoying I, was. I threw a shrimp on the Barbie. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and I you have know, a picture. <laughs> You know, it's the funniest thing with uh, Crocodile Dundee and, and all that. Yeah. We don't really throw shrimp on the Barbie that much. We, it's, it's, I know, but you had to do it, though. It was just like, I know. Now, I ate a lot. I'm not a big seafood person. I, I'm not, I hate fish. So I ate a lot of, like, uh, shellfish. I like shellfish. So I ate a lot of shrimp and lobster and crab and that kind of stuff. Um, and then the second time I went was with WCW. So right. you know, we were there for, you know, I guess about a month. Yeah. Going to like three different places. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll definitely get into that a bit later on. Yeah. Uh, and how my heart was broken. Uh, over. Oh no. Yeah. We had the, the show that was supposed to take place in Perth got canceled. Unfortunately, I think low ticket sales because wow. Perth's a smaller city than the others, but, uh, Oh man. Yeah. For me to, to, oh. to miss out on that, it would have been the first wrestling show I would have been to. And oh. you know, WCW, you know, went away. Uh, not went anymore. away right after that. Yeah. yeah. So that's for sure. Um, but uh, so okay, you get you're getting hired by WCW. Is there an interview process? Do you meet with Eric Bischoff? Uh, how does that um, all... Eric was Eric wasn't there at that time. He wasn't there yet, was he? No. Yeah, okay. no, he wasn't there. Um, I think I interviewed with David Crockett. Okay. Yeah. I think I interviewed with David Crockett and I interviewed with, yeah, I did interview with David Crockett. And so, um, and it took forever, you know, they're like, Oh, we want you. And then it took like a month for them to hire you, you know, which was just <laughs> like, you know, hurry up. I need to get there. Um, so yeah. So I interviewed with uh, probably about two or three people, you know, and you always do an interview with HR. So whatever. And then they hired me and I moved, I literally moved to Atlanta with, um, um, I think, um, uh, on my, on my clothes. And then I got there and I bought a bed and that was pretty much all that was in my apartment. So, you know, awesome. and I started to acquire furniture after that. So, <laughs> yeah, so I was um, living in a one bedroom apartment with no furniture. So that was good. Lovely. Uh, yeah. So, uh, okay. Once the interview process is over, could you tell me about your first day on the job there and what your usual day-to-day -day duties would be in WCW? Well, my first day, I remember I walked over the, the air bridge, um, into the CNN center. And it was just kind of one of those moments where you're like, I, I, I did it, you know, like I I've arrived, you know, yeah. you kind of felt like that. Um, so I, I remember walking on that and we were in, I think we were at our offices were in the North tower, but we also had one downstairs. That's where our production was. So I don't really, I, I can't really remember my first day. The only thing I remember is, is, you know, standing on that little, you know, that, that little level that goes around and thinking like I did it, you know? So that was kind of cool. Um, day to day, like I was in charge of, international programming. So I dealt a lot with, um, the person, I think it was Sharon Sedella at that time was in, with, and, um, Oh, what was the other guy's name? He was so awesome. I can't remember his name right now, but anyway, I, you know, I had to, you know, make sure contracts were being fulfilled properly because, um, certain countries don't allow certain kinds of, um, 
like violence, you know, like uh, UK doesn't want anything outside the ring. So I had to, I would, you know, I'd repackage a show um, and I'd have to make sure that anything that was outside the ring was not there because they right. wouldn't take it. And those were like million dollar contracts. International made really a lot of money. They made a bank for the, for the company. So, um, you know, so, I mean, basically I would spend the day like, I'd go into the edit suite either. I had either a 7 a.m. edit um, or I had a four o'clock edit that went to like two in the morning, depending. Wow. You know, it depends on whether I worked the day or night for that. Um, you know, I would log tapes. I would um, do interviews in this little minuscule yucky studio we had um, that was like, a, it was like a piece of the pie. That's what it looked like. It was It was so random, but anyway, um, yeah. And, you know, I mean, you went and had lunch out in the CNN center in the food court and, um, you had the crazy people that knocked on the door wondering if the wrestlers all lived in bunk beds in there, which like, hello, you know, they have houses <laughs> people. So, um, you know, just stuff like that. Um, you know, and, and actually being in the CNN center was kind of cool because, um, uh, sorry, my dog is, um, yelling at me. Um, <laughs> Uh, being in the CNN Center was kind of cool because, you know, you bumped into so many uh, people like Jesse Jackson, Jimmy Carter, um, like uh, what's his name? Mickey Dolan's from the monkeys. That was kind of cool. Like, <laughs> wow. and, and I'm, I'm like really bad. Like I I'm always like looking down and doing stuff and not paying attention. And by doing that, I literally bumped smack into Jesse Jackson with the secret service. I mean, like bang into him. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And I look up and it's Jesse Jackson. I'm like, oh my God. So, um, and then one of the security guards I was in at like 6.30 in the morning and one of the security guards who knew me um, at, you know, said, Christine, come and stand over here. And I stood there and I'm like, why am I standing here? And he goes, just wait for it. And Jimmy Carter walked in and he said, hello, Mr. Carter. And he was like, hello. And, and he goes, he said to me, he goes, hello, how are you doing today? And I was like, oh my God, you know, so that was kind of cool. Um, you know, so there was just a lot of, there was a lot of stuff going on in the CNN center. So it was kind of a neat, um, a neat little thing. And at that time they had like a sunken part of it and there was like a talk show that would go on. And so there was all kinds of wacky stuff going on. Wow. So you were kind of in the midst of it. Yeah. So it was, you know, it was kind of fun. And then um, I think I was... I was there probably two months and I started going on the road. So, you know, right. doing like, you know, flooring backstage and, um, you know, doing pre-tape stuff like that. So, wow. That's uh, yeah. quite the situation to be thrusted into. Um. <laughs> yes, always. <laughs> it's a sink or swim job, you know? <laughs> I know in the early nineties with WCW, this isn't in my questions, but I, it does, I just kind of, it dawned on me just now. Uh, I know that there was a lot of changes in uh, who was in charge. Uh, you know, for a little while, this person would be in charge, and then someone else would take over. Or long before Eric Bischoff came into into the fray, did you feel that uh, sense of turmoil going on in the company when it came to you know who was uh, in charge up top at the time? Honestly, um, I felt more of that turmoil at WWF. Right. So, I mean, literally, you. I, I, I have to say, um, I would literally walk into WWF every day and be like, "Is today the day I'm going to be fired?" That's oh, the way I, I felt. Um, so that it was just, it was just kind of a tough, 
you know, I have to say one thing about WWE really um, taught me a lot of things. You know, they gave me a lot of good habits production wise. And I actually, nine of my students worked there because I would feed, you know, I'd feed PAs to them. So, because, and, and they were excellent. And my brother works there. So um, my brother's worked at WWE for, I don't know, 16 years now. Wow. So, yeah, <laughs> he's, he's, uh, he's a behind the scenes person too. So. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah. All in the family. Uh, <laughs> well, and then my sister-in-law makes the gear for a lot of the guys for NXT and for, um, he, she does, um, I think it's uh, Raymond, what is it? Raymond Reigns? Roman Reigns. Yep. Roman Reigns. There we go. <laughs> she does his gear. <laughs> you can tell I still don't watch wrestling. So. But, yeah. It's fine. Neither do I. I only watch the old stuff, the good stuff. Um. <laughs> yeah. So it's uh, so it kind of has become a family business um, at, at a fault. So um, my brother did a, you know, if you if you're into cars, you should check out um, Auto Geek and you'll see my brother on it with John Cena. So. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I guess I wanted to fast forward to the the, the days of Eric Bischoff uh, first coming in. Uh, what was what were your first impressions of one Eric Bischoff? Um, God, that's that's kind of I, I never even thought about that honestly. It was you know it was another person. He came in, you know. I guess you know we thought, okay, here's another person. They have fresh ideas. He did change a lot of stuff. He spent a lot of money. Um, you know, things changed, obviously. Um, but it was, you know, it was kind of like, a, I don't want to say it was a well-oiled machine because it wasn't. Um, I would say it was more like, you know, another like changing of the guard again, you know? So it was just, um, Eric really wasn't, you know, Eric wasn't a person that would come up and be like, Hey, here's what we're going to do today. Like he, you know, he was working with the suits and, you know, doing his thing. So he was, he was really like, he was in the production meetings with us, you know, sometimes and sometimes not. And um, I think when he left and came back, um, he actually had sat down and talked to me a couple of times, which I was kind of like, well, <laughs> where's this from? And I actually just saw him about a year ago backstage when I was visiting my brother. So um, right when he was hired by the WWE and then let go. So yeah. I saw him right before. <laughs> so, and he didn't know who I was at all. Oh, really? So I said, <laughs> yeah. I said to him, I was like, Hey Eric. And he was like, Hey. And then I said, um, Christine Johnson, I used to work with you at WCW. Oh my God. You know? <laughs> yeah. Whereas I bumped into Bruce Pritchard, who I had worked with 25 years ago. And he literally walked Behind, out from behind the pipe and drape and I saw him and I said hey Bruce and he goes oh my god you look exactly the same you know he knew exactly who I was it was hilarious so it was kind of funny yeah, yeah so. I, Eric, Eric's, I don't think Eric's got the best memory sometimes but uh, I know Bruce definitely has a fantastic memory yeah uh, Bruce is uh, Bruce is yeah Bruce is a nice guy so um it was really good to see him he came up and gave me a big hug so it's nice it's nice when you you know see people that you've worked with for a long time and they're still <laughs> you know they still remember who you are so that's good <laughs> you know so. 
Um, I wanted to know, uh, you know, during your time in WCW, who, who your favorite person was to work with, whether if you were uh, trying to shoot interviews, you know, who was, who was, who was a bit yeah. of good fun to work with? Uh, Randy Savage was. Um, he was awesome to work with. He was like super just on the ball all the time. Um, he, um, he was just, I mean, he was just a really, just the, the ultimate professional. And he was just fun, you know, like he would, you know, crack up. Like if I was talking to my mom on the phone in the hallway, he would talk to her on the phone. I mean, just, you know, crazy stuff like that. Um, he was fun to work with. Flair was fun to work with. Um, I'm trying to think of who else. I mean, there was a lot of really super nice guys. And then there was, you know, people that were, you know, kind of a pain in the ass to nail down. So um, you know, cause we were always trying to, we were always chasing them like, Hey, you have to go and do this interview. You know, it's, it's got to air in the show. And they're like, well, I haven't tanned and I haven't worked out. I'm like, good Lord. You know, like, <laughs> come on, you sound like worse than a girl. So, um, and I won't say who said that either. <laughs> it was very frustrating. Um, but no, I mean, there was, there was a, I mean, road warriors, they were great to work with nasty boys. Um, you know, and I'd known the nasty boys back from WWE and I'd known a lot of the guys from that, um, repo man, he was just, Oh my God. Every time he saw me, he'd be like, I cannot believe you're not married. He always would say <laughs> that to me. Um, he's like, you're the nicest girl. And I was like, Oh, that's so nice. And then, um, <laughs> I remember like the road animal and hawk were um I brought my boyfriend backstage once when we were in Boston and they scared the living shit out of him because <laughs> you know they were walking around backstage and, and you know when you're backstage you don't realize the costuming and everything and their faces painted you know you're just like talking to you know Mike or Joey or whatever um and so you know Mike, I mean, Joey's got the spider on his face and, you know, Hawk's got the other like little thing on his face and everything. And they've got the spike shoulder pads on. And they, I went to, I had what got one to grab them for an interview. And so they're coming with me and, and I, I they're like, oh, who's that guy? And I said, oh, that's my boyfriend. He's just visiting. And, and they were like, hold on a minute. And they went running up to him and they're like, she is the nicest girl we have ever met. If you screw with her, we will find you. And I was like, and I was laughing. I thought it was kind of funny. You know, I was like, that's kind of sweet. You know, that's nice. Um, and my boyfriend at the time was like, oh my God, that was so, that just scared the shit out of me. You know, he was like, I, I just couldn't believe that happened. So that, you know, stuff like that happened. That was just kind of fun. It was all fun and games. Um, Rick Steiner is another one great to work with. He's actually uh my real estate agent right now, I'm looking for a house. <laughs> so he's a, he's a really, he's a, um, has a really, you know, good real estate agency and um, in Atlanta now. So, um, you know, so, I mean, there was always, always the guys that were great to work with. And then always the guys you had to chase around the arena all day, trying to get them to cut a 30 second promo. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just, you know, it was different. And uh, understandable, but uh, very sweet of the Road Warriors to act like two big brothers for you. That's uh... yeah, the Road Warriors <laughs> and the Nasty Boys were kind of like that, you know. It was kind of funny. Oh, that's mm. cool. <laughs> yeah. So the next question I had, I guess you know, 
I wanted to know if you were ever witness to any sort of uh, backstage fights or anything that broke out that was dramatic in that sense. Um, it, it, you know, if you have any stories about stuff like that. Um, let's see. I, anything that, well, I mean, there was one time, I think sometimes people start um, believing. Um, I think there was one fight backstage that somebody went out and cut a promo and they knew that was going to happen. And um, the person was waiting backstage for the person and kind of like, <laughs> I think you was know. This, is this DDP and Scott Steiner? And yeah. Can oh, you hold man. on one second? I've got to yeah. go. I, I've just got, hold on one sec. That's cool. Yeah. Hold on one second. <laughs> sorry about that my dog is like, <laughs> she's having she's having a little problem so i wanted to make sure she was okay so anyway that's okay <laughs> yes that was that so and we were we thought oh my god are we supposed to have cameras there shooting this like we didn't know if it was real or not so oh my gosh so yeah so that was kind of nuts <laughs> what was DDP thinking? That's a I don't know, not, you know, it, not was, the person. It, it, was little, it was just kind of like, what? You know, like we didn't know what was going on. So um, you know, because sometimes they they would tell us what was gonna happen and sometimes they didn't. So, you know, yeah. we thought like, oh my god, am I missing something? Am I gonna get in trouble for this? <laughs> so <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that was kind of crazy. My face is already hurting from smiling too much. Um, <laughs> uh, so look, uh, uh, in these questions, there's a lot of just random questions here. I'm sure. sorry it's not following some no timeline, but uh, I just, you know, these are the things that I'm interested in. Uh, did you have a party at the Marriott with the with the wrestlers after the shows? Uh, do you have any stories of partying with the boys? No. You mean the dungeon? No, 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 no. I would never do that. Um, no, I mean, like we, we always, it was like after the, um, let's see, it was after the show, you know, everybody would go down to the bar. Um, and, and of course there were, you know, there were, <laughs> there's crazy stories about the bar. So I, I definitely, um, crazy stories about me, crazy stories about everybody. So, um, we did have one camera guy that used to like, we, when we had a really bad show, he would get like a tray full of, uh, of tequila shots and start passing them around to the crew. And then everybody would be like, so hung over the next day. It was unbelievable. Actually, um, Neil used to sing a Jose Cuervo song to it. So there you go. <laughs> awesome. so, um, yeah. So, uh, so the, little... huh? sorry, sorry. Uh, then the okay. next... no, 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 go ahead. <laughs> was, uh, ahead. you notice things with WCW were changing once the AOL Time Warner thing started taking place? Was there anything that yeah. you could, you know, that you noticed yourself, uh, behind the scenes with, with that sure? Time? Well, that was the second buyout that we'd gone through. So, you know, Time Warner bought us first and then, um, AOL did. Um, yeah, AOL decided that we were not something that they wanted in there. They, they, we were not something they wanted to acquire. Let's put it that way. Right. Um, so they, um, you know, we were under the impression that they thought we were pretty lowbrow and like, oh, we don't want to have wrestling. 
even though we were the highest rated. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, we were the highest rated show on TNT and TBS. So that was made very apparent up front that they did not like us. <clears throat> so that was a little um, concerning because, you know, because we all worked very hard and we all worked mm. very long hours and we sacrificed a lot of our lives to, um, you know, do what we were doing. And I'm not saying like we sacrificed our lives, like we're like, oh, I'm going to give this up. But, you know, there was a lot of stuff that we, um, you know, it was an all encompassing kind of job. I mean, you were on the clock 24 seven. I mean, somebody paid you or like, that's when you actually had pagers, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, or they'd be calling you, um, you know, like you need to come and do this or you need to do this for tomorrow. So there was never any downtime really. Um, you know, and, and it really, it affected a lot of stuff. It affected my relationship with my family because, um, you know, that's all I ever talked about. And I was very like, you know, uh, about the whole thing. And I traveled, you know, three to four days a week. And, um, you know, so it was, it was, you know, and there was a lot of stuff going on. Um, you know, some of the wrestlers give you a hard time, you know, it, it just, there was a lot of stuff that went on that, that was, um, you know, not comfortable for me sometimes. Um, and I'm sure that people will be like, oh, well, you know, she encouraged it, but, you know, just kind of um, things that were just discouraging and things that were, um, I don't know, like I said, you gave up your life for this place. Mm. So when AOL came and came in and was saying, you know, basically that we sucked and, you know, we don't want this kind of programming. We don't want this to be associated with us. Yeah, there was a big change. And um, it was very sad. Um, So that was not something I was very happy about, but we had already gone through a buyout. So I really didn't think anything was going to happen until they said, you know, we were actually in Australia, we were in Brisbane, and they were like, "Uh, we're selling you. Oh, my gosh. And we were like, excuse me, and uh, they called us all into a room and told us they're selling WCW. So, you know, so that was, you know, that was something that we were not really, you know, we were, had no control over and, you know, you feel helpless. And so that was not really the best thing in the world. Yeah. I can imagine it'd be quite stressful. Um, yeah. How did you feel when um, Eric Bischoff was, uh, I guess, relieved of his duties in 1999 uh, at the time, uh, for, uh, you know, he had done so well with yeah. what he had there and, and, and the turmoil with everything going on. But uh, at this point, he's leaving. How did you feel about that change uh, in 1999? Um, I don't know if we had any feelings about it. It was just pretty much, you know, going crazy at that point. Um, he left and then you know, I think booking, like whoever was booking the show, they kind of took over and it was just kind of, I, I, I mean, I remember it being a bit, you know, the booking committee, the booking committee, the booking committee. So um, I really didn't, you know, I mean, it's, it's things that affected us, but at the same point, I wasn't like, um, I'm sure Neil could tell you much more about that than I could. I, I didn't really pay attention to that stuff. I had a job to do and that's the job I did. So, yeah. Um, so Vince Russo eventually comes in and I believe, uh, October of 1999, uh, yeah. obviously this is quite a big change in the way that the TV show is, uh, 
being, uh, I guess, put together, uh, a lot yeah. more backstage stuff being recorded, uh, Crash TV, as Vince likes to call it. How did you adapt to the way Vince Russo did things and what did you think? Because you know, a lot of people uh, talk badly of what he did, but I watched that whole three months he was there for the first bit and I yeah. thought everything was pretty good. But um, a lot of people, have I, you know, things. I thought it was good. I worked really, I worked really well with Vince. Um, he had, I don't know, he had a lot of confidence in me, which was nice. Um, so, um, I liked the fact that there was new energy being breathed into it. Um, it was kind of, it was kind of cool, you know, that we actually had like, you know, there was like a direction that we were going in. Um, you know, I got along with him very well. I, I always had, um, I never really had a problem with him. I know a lot of other people did, but I don't know, maybe we're both from New York. I don't, I have no idea, <laughs> you know? So it was, it was, uh, you know, he, he and I would talk after shows sometimes, um, you know, it, it was, he was, a, he was a good communicator. I know the writers did change things a lot. And so that made our, our, you know, job a little hard sometimes, but, um, I don't know. I mean, he was there, it was, you know, he was there and then he was gone. So. Yeah. It didn't really, it just, to me, it just didn't feel like it was enough time to, yeah, I kind of, I was really, I was kind of sad when he left, but I, you know, Ed stayed on for a while after that and, you know, everything kind of fell on him for a while. So it was very, um, I don't know. It was just, it was a different time, you know, that's when everything started to unravel, I think, you know, and, and there were times over the 10 years that, you know, we had those things, they would, you know, things would just start to come apart, you know? So, <clears throat> but I think that was the time when, you know, after Vince left and everything, I think attendance started going down and we were, you know, killing lights on upper tiers so that when we were shooting it, you couldn't see that there were no, you know, asses in the seats basically. And right. um, yeah, so that was kind of, that was kind of a little discouraging after a while. And, you know, we saw that, um, you know, we were going to like really kind of, I don't want to say crappy towns because, you know, people live there, but we were going to smaller towns and we weren't getting any kind of a pull. So that yeah. was kind of a little, that got a little discouraging. And I think that's when, you know, that was the, that was right around the whole AOL thing. So I think they were like, you yeah, know, we're pulling the plug on this. So, you know, that's, that kind of was their justification of, right. um, you know, not that that was the way we were making money. We we're making money off of ad sales. So, yeah. But, you know, they were not getting big crowds. So. That was kind of disappointing. Yeah, I remember uh, watching some of the stuff in uh, 2000 and thinking like mm, they used to like do the Georgia Dome for a Nitro, not even yeah. a pay-per-view. Uh, yeah, exactly. Only like a year prior. And now it seems like they're in these towns that you never really heard the name of before. I mean, this, this is coming yeah. from Australia. So only really yeah. new capital cities type thing. Sure, um, sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you about... When Eric comes back and Vince comes back, uh, obviously those two were like oil and water and they didn't yeah. end up liking each other, which is such a shame. Uh, yeah. But were you witness to any of that kind of drama between those two? And did Vince say anything to you about how he was feeling or, or Eric to you? No, uh, no. Eric, first, Eric never talked to me. So oh, okay. <laughs> that was, you know, unless it was to, you know, unless I did something wrong. Um, 
and then I would hear for, through somebody else. So um, I think the only notes I ever got from him was I had to, that I didn't, there was my, my crowd bed was too low. And so I had to add, you know, I had to sweeten the show to make it sound like there were more people there. So, right. um, but uh, as far as Vince, not, I mean, that's not something Vince would have confided in me. You know, Vince and I worked on a, you know, we were on a professional basis, um, yeah. you know, doing, you know, like, here's his vision of the show and I had to, you know, make that come true. So, you know, yeah. um, you know, whatever it was, you know, whether we were painting a school bus to look like the Partridge family or whatever we were doing, um, that was, you know, that was really kind of my role in the whole thing is, you know, I had to, you know, shoot pre-tapes backstage with three or four different producers. Um, I did backstage stuff for Nitro and then the Nitro producer did the backstage stuff for me while I was in the truck. So, you know, we were, we kind of worked together. So, um, you know, so we really didn't, you know, the only time we really would talk to Vince is if we had, um, you know, I mean, I talked to him about the show and, Hey, how are you doing? That kind of stuff. But, you know, as far as like, you know, work things go, I mean, there was no, we, we all knew that there was, you know, tension. Yeah. It was obvious, but, um, but that was not something that we're like, Hey, I hate his guts. Yeah. I hate his guts too. Like that's not what you heard at all ever. <laughs> so, um, you know, maybe some people did, but I, I never heard that at all. So, right. Um, well, that brings me to my next point. I just wanted to know from your perspective, what you thought about what happened at bash at the beach 2000 with, um, uh, Hulk and Eric, uh, and, and Vince and that whole uh, dramatic scenario. And, um, was that the one with Jeff Jarrett laying in the ring? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, saying pin me, pin me. Is that the one you're talking about? Yeah. That's the one. Oh man. That was, uh, that was, that was a, a work. Yeah. I yeah. So I, I didn't know that when that was happening. So, um, yeah, that was, uh, that, that was not, uh, they didn't kind of tell us what was going on in the truck. So I had, you know, I time out the show. So I had timed out that show and thank God it was a pay-per-view and not a nitro or thunder because we would have had a lot of dead air. Um, but I, we thought that, you know, Jeff was going over in that and he didn't, you know, oh and then he gosh. walked out and was like, pin me, pin me, pin me. And we were like, what the hell is going on? So that was not something that I was privy to, which I kind of wish I had been. So I could have timed that match better, but um, I think they ran, I, I, I think they ran like five or six minutes short. So on that, so, you know, and then it was just over and we were like, what the hell just happened there? So, you know, there were stuff, there were times that stuff like that happened that we were not privy to what was going on. Uh, I don't yeah. know why, but yeah. So oh not gosh. that, you know, like, what am I going to do? Who am I going to go tell? <laughs> you know, it's my job. So, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that was interesting. So uh, I know you, you, you've told about how you found out that they wanted to sell WCW, but um, sure. when did you find out WCW was actually sold to the WWF? Uh, when they called us into the power plant and told us. Right. Okay. And they shut off all our computers and all our phones and told us to go with the HR rep and go pack up our office and buy. Thanks a lot. See you later. Literally. That sucks so bad. Um, yeah. So we walked into work that day, not knowing that we were all being let go. So. Right. 
Um, were you at the yeah. final WCW Nitro? No, I asked not to be there. I was supposed to be, and I asked um, I asked Craig if I could just not go. I'm not very good with. Um, uh, I moved a lot my whole life, so I'm not very good at saying goodbye to people. I'm not very good at you know letting go of people, and that to me was came that was a full circle moment for me, you know. And I just really did not want to be there to see. I don't know the devastation of what was going on. Yeah. So I just, that to me was, um, you know, do I regret not going? No, not really. Because there was a, you know, they had WWF there and those were all people I had worked with before. And I just really, to me, it was like, I was a failure. So, um, I really didn't want to, I didn't want to be there, um, to see it, you know, all come down something that I had, you know, <sighs> I don't want to say you know, something that had, had, had consumed my life for 10 years. So yeah. that to me would have been just devastating. So um, I asked if I had to go and they said, no. And I said, good, I, I don't want to go then don't book me on it. So, so I stayed home for that one. <laughs> it's probably the first, first Monday I had off in a really long time. So. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, uh, when I asked Neil about it, uh, he got very upset. Uh and, you know, it's nearly 20 years to the day of the final Nitro as well. Um, yeah. So, you know, it, it, it's interesting to well, me that all this time can pass by, but it still can hit a chord with you guys, you know, because. Yeah, it was, you know, I mean, that was our, that was our family, you know, we spent more time with, with people in our crew um, and people that, and we traveled with them and we, you know, lived with them in hotels and, you know, we saw the best of each other and the worst of each other. And no matter what, I mean, I think it was like a love hate relationship. It was like a big dysfunctional family. So, um, is that, you know, and that's not something any of us wanted to lose. That was so, um, like after we were all let go, we all met at a bar and, you know, everybody was crying and, you know, taking pictures. And, you know, one of our guys was twirling a flamethrower in the parking lot. I don't know what was going on with that, but, um, you know, but we were all, you know, bonded together by this, by this, um, thing that we had created. And it was just, um, it was, it was devastating. I mean, it was like hitting a brick wall and I didn't even know who I was after that because, you know, my job defined me, which was, mm. uh, which was a lesson I learned not to do that. Um, so that job was all consuming. So when I hit the wall, I hit it pretty hard and, um, I, I didn't know what to do with myself. You know, quite frankly, I was, you know, I got a year's severance and, uh, I, um, unfortunately was looking for a job and was in 11. So, um, that changed my life. So my, I lost my cousin in one of the towers. So that oh was, uh, to me was, yeah, I was supposed to be flying home. I was actually packing my bag to get on a plane. So I had a plane ticket with nine 11 on it. Um, and I was about to leave and, um, the first tower got hit and then the second tower got hit. And, uh, we found out that my cousin was in, the first tower and um she obviously did not make it out so that was uh that was kind of a turning point for me and that was uh when i went back i decided to go back to school and get my master's and then i started teaching and actually i'm a glutton for punishment i'm working on another master's right now so because <laughs> so, i'm writing i'm writing a book now so 
Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. So it's, uh, it'll be a fictional account. So <laughs> well, I'm sorry to hear about what happened. Um, yeah. And uh, obviously yeah, yeah, you went back to school and you, you studied some more. Um, when did you, when did you figure out what you wanted to do after WCW and what it was specifically, you know, going to teaching was that first thing that came to mind eventually? No, no. I, I still don't know what I want to be when I grow up. Are you kidding me? <laughs> um, I have, <laughs> I have no idea. I just, I, I want to write and I write every day now and I turn in pages and I'm working on an MFA um, in creative writing, which is something I've always wanted to do. Um, that's kind of like one of the only things I haven't done. So there's two things I haven't done in my life that um, one of them is I want to write my book and I want to see it in a bookstore. I don't care if it's a good book or, I mean, if it's a popular book or not, I just want to see it in a bookstore. Um, and um, I haven't gotten to do that yet. So, so that's what I'm working on now. Um, teaching was, uh, I taught at, and I was tenured at um, State University of New York at Plattsburgh. Shout out to all my kids there because I absolutely loved them. They were the best. Um, I absolutely was heartbroken when I left there. Um, but I had to kind of move on. Um, but I still have, you know, I still have kids from 20 years ago that I taught that still keep in touch with me. And I have nine kids that work for WWE and, uh, they're doing really, really well. So, um, I'm glad I could give back to an industry that, um, gave me so much. You know, yeah, so that cool. was, yeah, so that was a good thing. But as as to what I want to do, who knows? I'm you know, I'd place. like to be rich and not have to work. That would be awesome. <laughs> that would be great, wouldn't it? Maybe I won the lottery. I haven't checked my lottery ticket today, so who knows? <laughs> <laughs> so, well, I hope so. And if you do, little... don't forget your favorite Australian over here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll buy a flat in Paris and a you know villa in Tuscany. I'll be good. So that'll be awesome. <laughs> That's great. Um, So I I had a couple of random questions before I uh, get to the talent here. And I'm just on the search for somebody that knows at least something about these things. Um, Okay. I wanted to know, did you ever go to the Nitro Grill? I did go to the Nitro Grill. Um, It was in that hideous casino place. (laughs) Um, I actually had to shoot a promo there with about I think it was like 300 people so I I was up in front of 300 people trying to tell them what to do once the cameras rolled so that was did I eat there no um that was in what is the name of it's the it's the it's the hotel in Las Vegas that looks like a um, castle it was hideous anyway um I can't remember what the name of it was but anyway um I don't think the nitro girl lasted that long so um, uh, that was that was the, uh, Excalibur Hotel and Casino. Excalibur, yes, blah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like that place. Um, but yeah, I went and shot in there. So I have been in the Nitro Grill. <laughs> so you didn't indulge uh, in you didn't indulge in a book of T-bone steak or a <laughs> gold. No, <bag. laughs> I did not. No, I, I I didn't have time. I was working, of course, as usual. <laughs> so it was like in and out, shoot this and get out. So um, yeah. And then I think I went and saw like, you know, Cirque du Soleil or something. I don't know. <laughs> cool. No, we would all go see like shows there. So 
<laughs> that's good. Um, so now you've met somebody that went to the Nitro Grill. Okay, that's good. Um, <laughs> I wanted to also note, again, I've Googled this. No one's told their personal story of it. I doubt you're, you're a part of it, but do you know what happened or what was going on with the WCW Bruise Cruise? And what would go on on the ship? And Oh, yeah. I never was on the Bruce. Did you ask Neil that? I thought he went on that. Um, I think I might have forgot to ask him. You need to ask Neil that. I'm pretty sure Neil went on the Bruce cruise. Really? I, I never, I think I came in. I That was like right around the time I was hired, I want to say. I think they did um, one in like 98, I think. Oh, so never mind. So I was there. I, no, I never did that. That wasn't, that wasn't my, um, uh, my thing. Like I did, um, I did international. Then I did a, then I did one of our, uh, shows I did main event. And then after that, um, I started doing, um, producing the pay-per-views. And then after that I was doing special projects. So I did like all the Goldberg, Goldberg promos. I did all those, um, so I was doing special projects like that. And then I started producing Thunder. Um, so I never really went, I, they would send me on location to do certain things, like to do certain packages, but um, Bruce Cruz was not one of them. Thank God. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I'm just under the impression it probably was. I would not want to be stuck on a cruise ship with a bunch of wrestlers. <laughs> I can imagine no. it wouldn't be that no. fun. Um, yeah. So could you tell me a little bit about your experience in Australia when you uh, came to our country with WCW? Yeah. So we, I think we went to Brisbane first and we saw Rupert Murdoch's um, yacht parked outside of the um, hotel, which was kind of cool. Um, we went to Brisbane. Um, we had massive crowds in Brisbane, Melbourne, and Sydney. Um so I actually, my friend was still living in um, Australia at the time. So she came and they did, you know, they did a lot of nice stuff for us. We had, they had parties for us, you know, they had parties on the roof of the hotel for us. They had a party at a bar for, us. you know, they, it was, it was very cool. You know, the promotion that was, uh, that was helping us was very cool. And they, we really got to do a lot of, um, you know, we had some downtime, so we got to do sightseeing and, um, but they really, the crowds were unbelievable. I mean, they were chanting, you're a wanker, which was awesome. And, um, <laughs> you know, I always remember that, you know, again, I was the only girl backstage. Uh, the local, uh, <coughs> the local guys did not like that. And I asked one of the local guys that I had kind of been talking to and chatting with. And I said, why, why is, um, I'm not seeing any women backstage. I said, are there no women that work in that? He goes, no, not really. So, um, so that was kind of shocking. It was a little like 1950s. I don't know. <laughs> I was kind of like, you know, um, so that was strange. Uh, but we had a great time. I mean, I love, I love Australia so much. It's, I was so, I'm so, so grateful. I got to go there twice and I'm so, uh, I wish I could have spent more time in Brisbane. Um, that was such a beautiful um, place. Um, and I think we was, I think it was Brisbane that we did all the stuff on the near where they do the U S open or the, not the U S one of the tennis matches. I can't remember. Yeah. I think it was around, is it in Brisbane? Uh, it, it might be. Uh, I'm not it was either in Brisbane or Sydney. I can't remember, but, um, yeah. but we did, it was like wherever the big tennis complex where they do a lot of the, 
um, you know, the tennis matches are, we uh, were in that facility. Um, but I mean, we really, I mean, the fans were just crazy. They were awesome. Yeah. So we had a lot of fun there. So I um, was producing uh, the shows there because we had to have two producers in the truck because we were going live. So it was being bounced off a satellite. So it was really, you know, it got a little hectic, a little crazy. So, <laughs> but it was fun. I loved yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I, I can yeah. imagine Australia would have been just at the time. I don't think, uh, any wrestling company have been to Australia since the eighties. So yeah. uh, wrestling was huge in like late. Yeah. Oh, we, we were sold out. We were sold out everywhere. So yeah. it, I think we did two, actually two shows in Sydney, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So it was, it was really, um, it was real. We, we all had so much fun and, and, you know, great wine. And um, you know, it was just amazing. No Vegemite though. Blech. Oh no, you're not a fan. Oh no! Oh, <laughs> I my love it. Gosh. I lay it. I lay no. it on real thick on my bread too. Really. And the meat. What was it? The meat pies. Is that the other thing? The yeah. Meat pies? You, you like? Oh meat my pie? god, those are gross. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> those are gross. Great seafood though. You have great seafood. Meat pies, I can do without. So, yeah. <laughs> so. Fantastic. Yes, and again, once again, it's very unfortunate that our show in Perth got cancelled. I guess we just yeah. I'm sorry in. that. Sorry about that. That's so it's sad. okay. That's okay. I, I've just I just received an apology from somebody from WCW for <laughs> <laughs> not coming to see oh. me in Perth. Oh. My well, favorite is you know, Kevin Nash. I wanted to see Kevin Nash. I wanted to see. I, yeah. Uh, I know Kevin Nash. Yep. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's my favorite. Um, <laughs> I saw him about three years. I think it was about three years ago. So really? Yeah. Yeah. When I was backstage with my brother again. So, oh, you know, cool. Cool. that's the only time I get to see my brother. It's like if he's whatever town I'm in, then, you know, if he's going there, then I go and see him for a couple of hours backstage and uh because he's my baby brother and i shouldn't call my baby brother he's like you know 47 years old or 46 <laughs> years old so you know it's like whatever but um yeah so <laughs> um so we're getting to the tail end here christine uh okay. i want to know what you miss most about wcw i miss the people i really miss the people a lot um you know, some of us have kept in touch, but, but, you know, I've lost touch with, the you know, the, the majority of the people, but, um, you know, those, those people know you and have been in the same situation as you. So it's very relatable, you know, and, and we were kind of, like I said, a big dysfunctional family. So, you know, you, we all genuinely loved each other. And I think we all genuinely hated each other at times as well. Um, but we always came together. We always produced a great product. Um, and, and I think that, you know, when you travel with people that see the best of you and the worst of you and still, you know, give you a hug every time they see you and tell you they love you, you know, that's like the best feeling in the world. So there was a lot of, uh, a lot of unconditional love <laughs> just going around. So, and, and it's funny, you'll talk, if you talk to anybody, that was on that crew. They all say the same thing. They all say it was, you know, that was a family. That was the best place I ever worked. Um, just because, you know, we all, we all genuinely, I think cared about each other. So it was, you know, it was nice. So that's nice. the one thing I missed the most. That's cool. Um, yeah. And uh, on the other side of the coin, uh, what don't you miss about WCW? Um, 
I do miss the money too. I was making crazy money. <laughs> um, what don't I miss? I don't know. I guess the, the long hours, you know, um, I do miss the traveling quite a bit. I really liked traveling all over the place. Um, I don't know. You know, there's, there's so many things that you love and that you're like, nah, I could do without that. But you know, like I could do without chasing people around to get them for, uh, for <laughs> interviews, uh, getting yelled at for no reason. Um, not getting told I did a good job. You know, but yeah. TV is a thankless business anyway. So I always tell my kids, you know, reach around, pat yourself on the back because that's the only person that's going to do it. So yeah, um, TV is not a like a, you know, it's not that way. It's a TV is a very huggy, you know, huggy, huggy business and uh, that kind of stuff. But, um, you know, it's very few and far between that you get praise for something you've done. So yeah, but, I know, you know that feeling. <laughs> yeah i mean but you know you're doing you're working 52 weeks a year you know i mean yeah. they can't be like oh that was so great that was so great that was so, you know yeah so, <laughs> you know yeah. um do you have any regrets of uh, your time in the wrestling business no no i i and people are I, i'm a big person I, if anybody says hey do you regret anything you've done I, I mean of course everybody's like god i wish i hadn't done that you know um but I, you know, I always kind of look at it like if I hadn't done those things, then I wouldn't be the person I am today. So do I regret anything? Um, no, I, I don't. Maybe, um, no, I, I really can't say I do. I mean, I've, I had really great times there and really horrible times there. And I really kind of wouldn't change anything because, you know, I came out on the other end and, um, you know, I kind of, I don't know, you kind of see how tough you are and, and that kind of stuff. So no, I, I don't regret anything. I would do it all over again if I could. That's awesome. No, Christine. That's I awesome. definitely would. Yeah. As long as I can do it with the same people. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so uh, to end the show, Christine, we do this segment yes. called five second frenzy. You have five seconds to answer each question. It's just some stuff okay. to get to know about you and other things okay. that you like in life, aside from okay. wrestling, except for one question. So, okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Here we go. Christine Johnson, five second frenzy, your favorite wrestler. Uh, Randy Savage. Thought so. Uh, your favorite book. The Great Gatsby. Nice. Your favorite TV show. Ooh, that's hard. There's so many I like. I'm watching Vikings now. So I'll say Vikings and Law and Order and Sex in the City. <laughs> very good. Very good. Uh, yeah, Sex in the City is fantastic. And to anybody out show. there, trust me, it is entertaining. Love that show. It's not just for girls. I've seen every episode. It's awesome. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, your favorite film? Favorite film. Wow. Um... God, got me. I have, I, I watched so many films. Let's say um, favorite musical would be Hello, Dolly. I've watched that since I was a little girl. Uh, favorite uh, Wizard of Oz. Yeah, cool. You know, that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah, when I was a kid, I used to watch The Wizard of Oz, rewind the tape to the beginning and watch it again. That's how much I love. Yeah, it. I love The Wizard of Oz. It's such a great film. It's so yeah. much fun to watch. But yeah, I watch it every Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Uh, yeah. uh, your favorite musical artist? 
My favorite musical artist. Well, right now I'm I'm like getting back to my uh, I guess jazz roots. Chet Baker. Um, he's kind of inspiring me with my writing. So I listen to him. Do you know, do you know him? No, I don't. But I do love jazz. Oh, <laughs> let me show you. I gotta show you because because he's so awesome. He's an old. You got you gotta like. Do you like if you like trumpet? Because look, I got back into vinyl again. Oh my god. Chet Baker. Okay, cool. Oh man, you got You got to like check check that out. That's I will. That's awesome. Yes, <laughs> but I also like a lot of. I like a lot of rap. I like Little John. I like um, Ice T. I like old rap. You know, it's kind of fun. I like Cardi B and um, who else? I got to see Elton John in concert twice. That was fun. So excellent. Yeah, I've seen Elton. Uh... <laughs> yes, he's very very good. I yes. cried when he first started playing, you know, I was like, Oh my God. So that was awesome. <laughs> um, your favorite food. My favorite food. Oh God. God, you're hitting me with all these um, curry. Nice. I like nice. curry. Uh, your favorite place to eat on the road. No, oh, no fern restaurants. Um, there was a, I can't remember, Sabatino's, I think, in, in um, Baltimore. There were, It was a great, I think that's what the name of it was. It was a great um, Italian restaurant. Like, you, we would go there all the time. Like, you walk in and it's you could just smell garlic. That's all you smelled. It was awesome. <laughs> so that's a good place. I like going there. And I'd have to say there was a, a restaurant in New York I used to go to, Bobby Flay's, um, uh, but it's closed now. So I was kind of sad, but I think there's one open in the, in the Caribbean, but I haven't been there yet. So. Fair enough. Uh, your favorite alcoholic beverage. I would say champagne, uh, French champagne and California, but not bad champagne because cheap champagne gives you a hangover. So not that. Yep. So yeah. Still <laughs> so like Moet Chandon. Perfect. Oh, very nice. Very nice. New Zealand Sauvignon Blancs. Awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah. They make the best ones. They are the best. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Have you, uh, have you tried Oyster Bay? Yes. Love Oyster Bay. Yeah. One of my go-tos, actually. Yeah. Oh, very good. Very good. Definitely. Uh, so uh, usually on the show, it, we mostly uh, interview men. Uh, we've, oh, had one, we've had one girl, uh, the daughter of the British Bulldog. Um, uh-huh. So this question usually gets some very interesting answers, but okay. you know, you're a fan of sex in the city. So I might still get an interesting answer here. Uh, okay. Your favorite male body part. My favorite hands, actually guys, hands. Really? I always, I always look at a guy's hands always. And if he has strong hands, I'm like, Oh, that's so good. But if he has little carny hands, like, ew, no. <laughs> No, no. What about hands like mine? I mean, uh, I, I I could be. Yeah, you have nice hands, right? I could you be a nice good pianist, hands. I think. I, I, I've got yes, yes, you have. You know, like my my uh, fiance has really nice hands. I like his hands. <laughs> hands and eyes are what I look at all the time. Very that tells nice. Tells you a lot. Yeah, yeah that, that's great. Um, <laughs> and finally, Christine, uh, the last question is my favorite question in Five Second Frenzy. Okay. Your favorite curse word. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Every time. I say it quite a bit. Like my mouth has been very clean. I'm very proud of myself. So, well, I'm glad that we at least got one curse word in there at the end. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
Well, uh, Christine Johnson, I want to thank you so much for having this conversation with me. So much fun. You're, you are hilarious. Uh, I, I just really enjoyed your insight on things and um, you should be so proud of everything that you did in wrestling and everything else you've done. You've helped so many people uh, uh, reach their goals in life. And uh, I just hope that you're proud of everything that you've done. And from Perth, Western Australia, I want to let you know that I appreciate you. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. It was great talking to you. Hopefully we'll do it again. Excellent. Well, uh, maybe I could uh, get, get, a, get a little uh, a, a show going with you and Neil and then maybe, maybe a couple of other people that might be fun. Yeah, sure. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you again, Christine. Uh, and thank Thanks you everyone out there for watching here on the WCWA Network. We will see you next time.